Okay, um, welcome back, and this is pretty funny because, uh, so I'm going to get some shit here because I didn't upload for the last three or four days, and us, you know, 30-day challenge, whatever, I'm going to do as many episodes as possible, up to 30, here in Costa Rica, because I realized on the sixth day in a row... I had nothing left to talk about, so, um, it was just garbage, goobly conversation for 10 minutes, and then I tried again the next day, and I'm like, there's no point in putting this out, you get, like, a creative writer's block or something, so there's no point in putting this out, because you aren't saying anything meaningful, and right now I'm sitting beside, uh, Alfredo? I'm sitting beside Alfredo here my Nicaraguan friend, mi amigo Nicaragua, uh, and, uh, I'm listening to myself talk, and, uh, at least the conversation today will be a little bit better, so, um, what was it, uh, this morning at Jiu-Jitsu, um, we had a good roll, there was a few people there, I went on Friday night, and, um, there was actually only two younger guys, an older guy named Sebastian, uh, who's a German guy, and then a girl from Norway, it was her first time, so, uh, me and Sebastian, uh, he's a brown belt from Germany, and, um, we spent some time rolling together, uh, we had some really good rolls, and then we took turns coaching this lady from Germany, and it was actually a really good opportunity, because I wasn't expecting to coach, but then it allowed me the opportunity to... Uh, to essentially practice um, some skills in terms because I always wonder this is probably you know this is actually a pretty good topic to get into right off the bat is how to introduce somebody to jiu-jitsu because probably the thing I see the most often in jiu-jitsu outside of um, you know when, when somebody new shows up at a club there's essentially something you have to go through so uh, you have to go through uh, intru- making sure that your current club members know to introduce themselves to somebody new. So if uh, my amigo, who I'm sitting beside right now, was to walk into a jiu-jitsu club, I would say, I would make sure that, I don't have to say it, I would make sure that the members in the club already know to stand up right away when this person walks on the match, introduce themselves, if they have a question, if they're looking for the coach, if they're looking for the change room, that my students know to take it upon themselves to represent the club and themselves on the mats by uh, helping that person out, making them feel comfortable. Um, now, after that, that would probably be the most important thing when somebody comes in. Now, after that would be how, I mean, kind of funnily enough, how do you introduce jujitsu to somebody if they don't know anything about it? Because no matter what position you're in, it's going to feel garbled and... Um, you're not going to quite understand if you're new you're not going to have any idea what's going on and oftentimes I feel like what happens is uh, the coach will just continue with the regular class as usual with this new person uh, jumping in on it now a good coach will probably have it already assigned that when a new person shows up they are essentially paired up with the most knowledgeable and practiced student so that um, that student can essentially take the charge on teaching this person 
and uh, what was it? So let's say somebody new walks in and I'm the kind of the head student or whatever you want to call it. The person would be paired up with me and we would be partners for the class and instead of essentially drilling the technique that the coach is showing because sometimes the coach has well the coach should have an organized plan as to what they're planning on showing that night now um let's say it's let's be realistic here and say that it's exactly what you think it'll be it'll be a class full of white belts and the coach is showing some inverted variation of a heel hook into a you know uh reverse triangle you know, some something ultra complex that probably shouldn't even be being shown anyways. And then they have this new student who, if they aren't paired up with a good teacher, they are just going to be forced to sit through that class and feel entirely lost. And if, the, if it's never catered to the new student that their first few classes, they're paired up with somebody experienced and they're kind of showing the ropes then there's no ability for that person to even learn in the first few months and is there a benefit to that i suppose you could say so if there's a benefit to feeling entirely lost and out of place but i think instead of getting the minimal benefit of the mental resilience of continuing to show up because you find it enjoyable even though it seems like nobody's helping you instead of creating that kind of dynamic why not create the kind of dynamic where regardless of what's being shown to the people in class, they are going to kind of go off on their own tangent. So what I did today was everything, because we were doing like a De La Hiva variation into a sweep into a last, on last week we did that exact same De La Hiva variation into a sweep and then kind of inverting and rolling up into our partner's mount and or half guard. Whereas uh, today on Monday, uh, we did the same De La Hiva sweep, but in, or sorry, the same uh, De La Hiva beginning variation. Um, and instead of sweeping our opponent down to the ground, we're coming around to the back, scooping their legs out, and coming into a rear control. So not entirely the same, but close enough that you can uh, kind of tie the two together. So. What I did with my partner was I just showed him the Dale Heva variation, moved around for a bit, and then when we went to go do, like in the warm-ups, for example, we were doing some kind of like inverted to reverted, back to inverted to reverted, like that swinging drill you do to warm up. But he is so inflexible and so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So inflexible and so uncoordinated. Uh, that there's no way he's going to be able to pick it up in the first class. So instead, just practicing inverting, just already being on your back and then rolling your feet up and getting it. So why I'm saying this is because I see it in every club I go to is you get a new person, including myself sometimes. Sometimes I walk into a class and, you know, maybe I haven't rolled in a while and the coach just kind of throws you in to the deep end and you're expected to swim which is great but I think there's a better way to do it and on top of that oh boy speaking of returning to class on Mondays last Monday was when that guy poked me in the face and it's like it's like this guy doesn't get it and he 
Oh my god, my mouth is dry. Um, it's like he doesn't get it. Like, this guy... After this guy poked me in the eye, I heard a number of stories from different people about them not enjoying rolling with him or them resenting having been partners with him. And then telling him, like, somebody asked him to roll and they were like, no. Or, sorry, uh, he asked somebody to roll and that person was like, no, I don't want to because I literally just saw you hurt somebody, blah, blah, blah. So he comes back today and it's like this guy can't understand space. Like... You need to understand space away from, like, understanding people's bubbles. Like, I'm talking to someone today. It's my body language in every way intentionally makes it clear that I don't want to chit-chat with him. I don't want to be like, hey, buddy, what's up? And make buddies or whatever. You know, I don't want any of that. I am strictly there to do it too and not with him. And he, like, comes up and he's, like, touching my gi and he's like, oh, yeah, what size gi do you wear? And I never intended for this to become a, like, uh, a podcast about jiu-jitsu ethics, but I guess it's kind of naturally going that way. It's like, man, learn how to read a room. Like, just no, no ability to read the room in terms of body language or posture or, or how to deal with a problem because he can tell. Like, it's completely obvious. It's not like he can't tell he's literally going out of his way to kind of like be friendly with me but the anno- which wouldn't be a problem if this person could just acknowledge um, you know the mistakes they make but this person's completely incapable and for once in my life I don't want to say I understand what it's like to be a, a girl at jiu-jitsu but for once in my life I kind of am feeling this like pressure where I'm like how do I tell this person to fuck off? Like, like for them to not understand and not be able to read my body language, asking them to give me space to, to back up, to stay away. I don't want to roll with you. I don't want to do anything. I literally am going to have to, in front of the people in class, because he won't, you know, today he's like poking me. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, yeah, what's going on? Blah, blah. Like, I don't want to fucking deal with that, man. Like, just you either have to come clean about your mistakes and, and own up to it or just accept the fact that people aren't going to want to be around you. I get I am entirely responsible for that in my non-jiu-jitsu life. I, uh, it was so funny because I didn't upload for a few days. And this girl who's probably, who's absolutely going to listen to this because she asked me, this, she, she, she's going to listen to this and be like, oh, fucking Adam. But, you know, this morning... Or sorry, not this morning. A few days ago, I hadn't uploaded for a few days. And she's like, what happened to your podcast? And so I explained to her, I'm like, listen, I fucking spoke for a few minutes, but it was garbage. Like, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to put something up because it's to, to make a number happen. I'd rather, you know, potentially miss my mark and be a little bit late with my last few than to put up complete garbage every time. And, uh, and it not be listened to like you not be able to listen to it like that is that's arguably worse than anything is just putting something out it's just me going I'm off for 10 minutes so she gave me shit for it and she, what did she say she's like uh you built it up to be so good and then you disappeared and I was like joking I'm like yeah like every relationship in my life but it, it kind of was true and uh so anyways that was a little bit of introspection that I felt the other day um or yesterday because uh, 
caught me by surprise that she would say that. But uh, funny nonetheless. And um, so, anyways, that was my jujitsu experience this morning. Um, on a Friday night, I rolled with this German guy. Man, it was super good. Really enjoyed it. We had two good rolls, and then I, I had taken, I had to steal my mom's golf cart because, uh, or I made a deal with her that I would buy her pizza if she let me use her golf cart on Friday evening because honestly. I'll bike here up and down the roads and stuff, but on a Friday night, I'd rather not be on my bicycle on the main roads here if I don't have to be. I've got the brightest fucking light possible. It's brighter than the car headlights, but still, I just... The amount of drunk driving and stuff, I'm sure, is off the fucking rails. There's, like, two police officers that I've ever seen here, and they're not... They definitely don't live here, so every once in a while... Like, on a Saturday morning, you'll see a couple cops pulling over taxi cabs because they use those little... They use these little illegal cabs here. Like, they're not legally allowed to, but they drive around with them, and then whenever the police show up, um, they, uh, they all go hide, which is, like, funny, but it's true. So, um, what was it? Uh, they uh, have these little three-wheeled carts or whatever. And, uh, where was it? oh yeah, so, um, I took the golf cart, went to the club, rolled for probably an hour, um, some really good rolls with this German guy, brown belt, and I've really been trying to pay attention to, ah, that's too much to talk, but, um, anyways, rolled, and then I went and got uh, pizza and I got three and ate an entire one on the way home got back to the house uh, passed out and then the rest of my weekend was basically just sleeping on my back on the tile floor at my mom's house um, outside of that I, I gotta look at something for a second Um, I had some ideas written down, but apparently they're only... Sorry, they're only accessible um, if I'm connected to the internet, which I'm not. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't get those ideas out. Um, Alright, so, my epic uh, staff infection, or whatever you want to call it, is essentially healed up now. Um, but it has scared me from going in the poo water. Um, I'm a little bit sad by it. Like, I'm definitely going to go in the ocean again, but I'm a little bit saddened by it because uh, I feel like surfing still, but um, the, uh, yeah, the poo content in the water has kind of put me off that, so I'm going to rethink my quantity of surfing. It's not that I don't want to, it's that the amount of fecal matter infecting the skin, if you have any open wounds or cuts, uh, could lead to another episode. So I really don't, I really would uh, like to try to avoid that. So what I might do instead of, you know, renting those surfboards uh, for another month, which is, it was like 600 bucks for me to get this thing called a surf club membership. And I said, luego amigo. Um, Sorry, I just had to say goodbye to uh, my friend there. Okay, now I can talk freely. 
Um, no, I'm just kidding. I was talking freely already, but it was weird because he's not weird, but it was unusual. And it was unusual how casual I just was because this dude was just sitting next to me for the last 20 minutes. It was funny. So I'm walking along the beach here. Here we go. Story time right now. Live story. Alfredo, the Nicaraguan guy. I walk on the beach. I actually passed this guy walking to the beach, nodded at him in a classic uh, bout of manliness. And then after I nodded to my friend, my now friend Alfredo, who I, I don't know, maybe he thought I was going to leave my bag here or something and go swimming and trust him with it. But I, uh, hey, maybe that's me being totally uh, racist or suspicious or prejudiced. I don't know or care. Um, So I walk down to the beach. I see Alfredo, walk by him, have no idea who this guy is, start walking along the beach after I burnt the fuck out of my feet walking on the hot sand. And then... I look over and Alfredo is walking in the trees along the beach as well. So then I continue my walk heading down past the uh, surf break. Well, not past the surf break, sorry, but past the uh, kind of like where the rip turrent is and into this more rocky area where nobody surfs or hangs out. And I'm looking for some shade so I can sit down and record this podcast. And, and I see some shade a little closer uh, to the main area than I'm used to seeing and it was free. So I hopped in there. Now, fucking Alfredo here locks eyes with me. And in a bout of romance, I guess, on his part, he comes and just sits down beside me, which was really weird because he has the entire beach line to sit on. And there's lots of shade around here, but he wanted to come meet me. He must have thought I looked pretty cool. Uh, So Alfredo comes over here and... uh, fucking sits down and we start shooting the shit in Spanish which uh, was hilarious because I'm trying to explain to him I, I can't remember he like asked me if I'm living if I live if I'm living here and I was like not really started explaining it to him and he's like yeah I'm from Nicaragua and I'm like oh shit like I mean nothing wrong with being from Nicaragua obviously but generally um, you know the guys who are here from Nicaragua are looking for work life is tough they're trying to make some more money. Um, so I, it was weird. I just It was just an odd meeting of people. Maybe he was genuine. Honestly, I, I have no idea. He didn't, he didn't do anything sketchy. He just fucking sat here beside me for a while. But we, uh, yeah, we chit-chatted for a while. And he told me that he was from Nicaragua. And he's looking for work here. And then I told him that back in Canada, I was working with horses, and I showed him some pictures, and then he said something about horses in Costa Rica. I didn't really understand, so I said, yes, yes, work with horses in Costa Rica. Good idea. And uh, <laughs> I fucking said something else that probably didn't make any sense in Spanish, and he was like, what the fuck, this guy, this gringo's retarded. And then he, I was like, all right, I got to make a phone call here, but... Because I didn't really know how to explain to him that I had to record a podcast by myself talking into my phone with nobody talking back to me. So I just told him I had to make a phone call. And then I proceeded to start recording myself talking. So regardless, this guy for sure wasn't going to pull any shit because he knows I'm fucking crazy now because I'm just talking into my phone. And then he sat here for 20 minutes listening to me until just this moment, a few moments ago, he got up and left. And I wish nothing but the best for Alfredo. Uh, Beautiful day, beautiful name. What a guy. He has headed north. 
So all you ladies north of me on the beach, look out. Alfredo's incoming. Um, but yeah, that was a really funny interaction. I wasn't expecting that, so there you go. But I'm also uh, pretty liberal with my interactions with people. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not afraid to say hi, even if it's not in my own language. Um, you know, I, the guy who I was saying was super uncoordinated, uncoordinated this morning. His name is Saeed. Met him at the class. And uh, he's from New York, just here visiting. Never did jiu-jitsu. So he took a loner gi. And it was really funny because his legs are long as shit. And the gi pants he was wearing looked like shorts on him when he bent his knees. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, Alfredo, Alfredo. Um, it's about it. It's about it. Is that the end of Costa Rica update number six? What am I going to talk about tomorrow? I don't know. Probably going to be a little bit about jiu-jitsu, especially because tomorrow's a no-gi day, and I might do morning and evening rolls. Oh, and i got to go pick up my new gi uh, from the seamstress here today. Um... I got a shoya roll gi, and uh, anybody who's doing jiu-jitsu for a while, you're going to feel a little bit of nostalgia. You always see the Brazilian dudes wearing shoya roll, so now I'm officially cool. Um, so I'm going to go pick up my new gi today, and then I'm going to head back to uh, the house and eat more passion fruit, gelato, and uh, smoke some more weed and see what tomorrow has oh i shouldn't have said that it really gave me a reality check yeah it's funny it's impossible not to have reality checks like life is so confusing it's like should i just work hard every day and never look for anything other than hard work or should i try and find myself by uh vagabonding it and uh sitting in the back of a truck full of pineapples and smoking weed it's it, does purity come from hard work or does it come from deep thought or does deep thought is deep thought a uh, like a uh, conspiracy theory and the only real deep thought one can have is at the end of a long day of hard work um, some of the happiest people I've met work from 5 in the morning until 8pm at night and just sit there, eat dinner, go to bed, and do it again the next day, and do it again the next day, and do it again the next day. And sometimes, sometimes I feel really good when I do that. And, uh, oh, I'm going to get fucking blasted here by a dirt bike. Um, so, it's, uh, it's hard to say. And, uh... That's hilarious. I just... Some of this shit here is so funny. I mean, I guess it's more... Maybe I'm the weird one, because I'm from a place where it's like, there's rules and stuff, but it's just so hilarious here. you like... Okay, these two dudes, we're on the beach. I'm sitting in the shade. There's a fucking hundred meters on both sides of me where there's nobody, and these two dudes roll up on a fucking dirt bike and roll right up to me and just like ride their dirt bike into the trees and I don't know they're just chilling back there fucking doing donuts and shit so oh where was
was I going with this? Um, oh, yeah. Hard work or, uh, you know, trying to enjoy my life as much as possible. Um, there is definitely a puritanical, deep righteousness that comes with... Uh, that comes with hard work, that's for sure. Even yesterday, I didn't work very hard, but I did. My sister has those long, 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 long fucking driveway that's on a steep hill. And like, like literally, you can only get up this driveway with four-wheel drive, even when it's dry. Forget about when it's wet. And so, or in my mom's little electric golf cart, but like your Toyota Corolla is not getting up this driveway. And, um, so I just, out of pure boredom and and self-loathing, took a rake and just raked the ditch on both sides of the driveway down the hill, which doesn't sound like much, but when you see the amount of detritus on the ground, you like that word? Um, when you see the amount of detritus and debris on the ground, just kind of sitting there waiting to start a fire, uh, you know, it gets you fired up to do some raking. And speaking of fires, if you want to... Uh, I know at least one person here is going to be interested in fire. Uh, the ability to burn shit down here is amazing. Uh, the housekeeper that you know, does housekeeping at my mom and sister's place... Um, she... Because you... Down here... In a very you know nice big circle, we're going to come back to the poo water... Down here, when you take a shit, the plumbing systems and the everything is not up to spec as far as handling toilet paper and stuff like that. So you, I hate it. I don't know why it's so gross, but when you wipe your ass with toilet paper down here, you don't put it in the toilet. You like put it in a paper bag or whatever, and then at the end of the day, the paper bag's full, and then they burn your poo paper. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just remembered what I saw yesterday. This apparently. Somebody, somebody in my neighborhood was on their period, I'm guessing, and fucking had their garbage bag out, and a dog was just eating it up. It was so gnarly. Anyways, um, yeah, you have your poo paper bags. So at the end of the day, because they have two or three bathrooms at this place or whatever, and the housekeeper's there. So every couple days, you got to empty those bags out, and plus all the garbage, and they usually just burn it, because let's be honest, especially after learning a while ago the amount of recycling that's actually recycled, which is like 80% of recycling in Canada goes to the dump. So just imagine what it's like in Costa Rica. It's, I'd say it's 100%. I would be very surprised if you were getting much recycling done at all in a country like this. They probably just bury it in a landfill next to the garbage and call it the recycling landfill, and that's their recycling. Um, but yeah, so we oftentimes will just burn the garbage because it makes more sense ecologically. And uh, this lady, she fucking used to burn the garbage. She burnt down my fucking sister's and my mom's shed. Like I wasn't there when it happened. I was probably out here recording a podcast. But yeah, she took all the garbage and lit it beside the shed fucking walked away from it and it's dry as shit here it's hot as shit and then my sister was walking up the driveway after the lady walked down and she's like that's weird somebody's having a campfire 
and then gets around the corner and their fucking shed's on fire and it's like she said it was 16 to 20 feet in the air and you can tell like that it was beside a tree because the whole thing that burnt down was beside a tree and there are fucking like scorch marks 20 feet up in the tree like this fire was for sure climbing this tree and if it climbed that tree and got into the canopy like we could be talking about like miles and miles like hectares of burnt forest here that's how easily it that this place could catch on fire it's extremely dry and and hot like now it rained a bit when i first got here in january but now uh the lot we had rain like a couple weeks ago but aside from that like you really don't get rain during the dry season um and the rainy season every day in the afternoon you get rain but dry season very infrequently will you get rain obviously that's why it's called dry so anyways she burnt down my sister's shed luckily there was nothing in it um but uh yeah it doesn't take much to light some shit up here so raked a bunch of stuff down into the bush cleaned up the driveway a bit but it actually gives me great pleasure to uh organize and so i think this coming weekend they have a lot of like scrap wood and stuff laying in piles another great tinder fire waiting to happen so uh i think we will go and do i will go and do some clearing there anyways that's as much as i can do today i don't have anything else to talk about i'm gonna do my best to keep them coming um and uh hopefully along with my oratory skills maybe i will well it's hard because uh i really want to talk about covid but I also don't want to bum people out and tell the truth about things. So, anyways, I know, oh my god, that girl who got mad at me for not doing an episode every single day. You have no idea how much more mad it's going to make her when she listens to this and realizes that that I might talk about COVID and wearing masks and vaccines. So, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll go. I've been down the rabbit hole. Maybe I'll go down it again. We'll see. All right. Um, everybody have a good night. See you later. Over and out. Hasta luego. Adios.